The barking of the street dogs grew louder. The wailing of sirens arose, and the electricity suddenly cut out. Nure immediately got to her feet, coughing, knowing in her heart that an earthquake was coming. Rizgan drew a deep breath in and out, put his hands on his chest, and coughed. In the darkness, Nure listened to Rizgan's breathing, its rhythm that of a wounded man. She listened to her own breathing, its fearful rhythm. Then Nure listened to the barking dogs, thinking deeply, obscure thoughts flitting through her head. There was, she resolved, something malevolent abroad in the night. With gaping eyes and outstretched hands, she scrabbled around in the dark for a candle. The room filled with clattering and crashing. Suddenly, Rizgan started to panic, breathing deeply once again. Nure stopped. She listened to Rizgan's breathing, which was still that of a wounded man, boiling over with fear. Nure concentrated on her own fear, saw that it was meaningless, and entrusted herself to the candle. A candle, the abode of secret stories on long nights. The sound of sirens grew closer. Nure found a candle and a match with it. She lit the match and put it to the candle. She focused on her breathing and blew out her fears along with the match. Her fears became smoke and were drawn upward, and the match blackened and twisted, becoming like a frozen corpse. The room lit up. A hut with a few odds and ends in it, a few pieces of plain bread, but full of Kurdish books. Nure brought the candle over to Rizgan and put the flame before his eyes. Rizgan licked his lips and smiled. Nure put the candle down on the tea table and brought a glass from the table to Rizgan's lips. Rizgan raised his head, drank two sips, stopped, and turned his attention to the sirens, the sirens of shady people. The flames in his eyes died out. He didn't drink another sip and laid his head on the pillow. Nore listened to his breathing, which was still that of a wounded man. It wasn't just panicked breaths, but dying breaths that escaped him. Nore put the glass back on the table, took Rizkan's hand, squeezed it tight, and listened to her own breathing. Her breaths were filled with courage. She got up, took another candle, and lit it from the first. She took a sheet of paper from the table, went over to the outside door, and paused there. She looked out at the night. The barking of the street dogs and the sound of the sirens continued. She shot Rizgan a covert glance, turned to look at the several pandemic masks which were hanging behind the door, put one on, looked at the paper in her hand, memorized the doctor's address, opened the door, stepped out into the house's garden, and stopped. She focused on her breaths, their obscure rhythm. She focused on the candle flame, its own weak breath. She focused on the darkness, the overpowering darkness. Darkness. Darkness.
the abode of the secret stories of existence. The sound of sirens grew closer again. Nure walked out into the darkness. The candle flame sputtered and went out. Nure's heart was thumping. Her breath was weak. She disappeared and was lost in the darkness. The howls of the dogs and the wailing of the sirens arrived there, and the obscurity of the night deepened itself. Rizgan had entrusted himself to sleep, the darkness of sleep. He suddenly awoke and called out in a deep voice, Nure. He stopped. He focused on the darkness of the night. He gathered his breath and called out once again, Nure. Nure had become one with the darkness. He leaned forward a little and looked around the room, realizing that the outside door was open. He stopped. The smell of darkness entered the room. He gathered his breath again and called out once again, Nore, come, I had a dream. I'll tell it to you and you interpret it to me. Hidden Nure. Poor Nure. No sound came from Nure. For the last time, Rizgan called out, Nure. Rizgan's cry traveled out into the darkness and was lost, and Rizgan laid his head on the pillow. A moan escaped from his throat, and he entrusted himself to his dreams. Dreams, the true abode of nights. The sound of sirens drew closer. A dog came and poked its head into the door. It watched Rizgan with wild eyes. Nore was no more, gone into the night. The smell of Rizgan's blood entered into the dog's heart, and it took another step. Nore was no more, gone into the darkness. The dog licked up the drool from around its mouth and whined. Rizgan was no more, gone into sleep. The dog approached Rizgan, its eyes jet black. Rizgan was no more, gone into dreams. The dog put its tongue to Rizgan's wounds and licked them. There was no Nore, no Rizgan. Both were gone into the guest houses of the dead. The dog bit Rizgan's arm with its sharp teeth, tore off a chunk, and in two bites chewed it up and swallowed. Blood flowed from Rizgan's soul. Rizgan did not cry out. Neither Rizgan nor Nure were there, only the dog, a corpse like a burned-out match and a dream. The dog tore a larger chunk from Rizgan's arm and chewed it up and swallowed in a few bites. Neither Rizgan nor Nure cried out. The dog put its forepaws on Rizgan's arm and tore into his shoulder with a great bite, shaking his head and tearing Rizgan's arm completely from the socket and putting it on the ground. It licked Rizgan's face, put its head to Rizgan's chest, shed a tear full of grace there, took up the arm and went over to the door. 
it looked back at Rizgan with a fervent gaze and left the house. The sound of sirens arrived in front of the door. Shadowy people wearing masks stepped out of scorpion-armored vehicles. They surrounded the house, ten of them, armed with large guns, headed to the door of the house. The door was open. There was no window. The room itself was wounded, full of books. There was no Nure, no Rizka, no dog. There were the dreams, the darkness, the candle, the cough. It was the centuries-long pandemic. 